It seems today that all you see is violence on movies and sex on TV, but where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Lucky there's a family guy. Lucky there's a man who positively can figure out whether or not Lost has a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, podcast about whether or not Lost has a good TV show. I'm your host, Owen Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 14, Exposé. This this is uh, an episode. It's an episode. Um, I liked it, and I also didn't like it. That's about right, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's how I felt. I mean, I kind of mm. like that it's uh, that they're doing something different and taking a risk. I like that. Yes. Um, yeah. I just... Uh, very, like... You're on the island. You're in a flashback. You're on the island. You're in a flashback. Like, it just gave me whiplash a little bit. Right. Well, it's, I think, it's not the first time because we had, like, Michael, but his episode was so different. I mean, this is the first time we've had really, like, on-island flashbacks. Yeah. And, uh... And also, we care about Michael. So that makes it Right, also as a character, (laughs) Yes. I will say, so this is one of the two episodes, or I guess three episodes, actually, that I uh, have tended to skip when I Mm. do rewatches of the show. Uh, The other ones being, of course, uh, Fire and Water and Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, But I will say this one is definitely better than those two are. Um, And I I actually liked it more than I thought I was going to upon rewatching it. Uh, But yeah, I... I don't mind that they... I, I think people really hated this episode, and now they like it more. Because once you aren't, like, waiting week to week for the big lore drop or whatever, um, it, it is less painful to see this episode. But uh, the the problem is, like you said, we just don't care about these characters at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been in, they've been in, like, four episodes up till this point, and... They've done nothing of consequence in any of those episodes. They've just kind of like, kind of been there. I I, I really don't understand, um, because it seems like their plan was to do this from the beginning. My guess is just that a lot of their stuff got cut. Yeah. I'm guessing that they were supposed to be a little bit more involved in the season, because otherwise I just don't, it seems crazy to spend a whole episode on these two. Yeah. I will say this. And I've mentioned it before. I'm such a big sucker for like seeing flashback from different perspectives or yeah. seeing how it like some of the stuff with Nikki and Paolo played into the previous episodes. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool and really well done. Um, yeah, I just don't well care done. about them. So it made, right. <laughs> it made it harder to be engaged. Right. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, this aired on March 28, 2007. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Stephen Williams, all of whom we've seen many times before. Um, we have a short scene on Island um, right at the beginning uh, of Nikki running and burying something in the dirt, and then it goes right into a flashback. I have a lot to say about this flashback. I think I wrote 
the mm-hmm. most about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things jumping out at me just in the first five seconds of it. Uh, oh, really? Yes. So in our first flashback, we get Nikki, the pride mm-hmm. of St. Paul, coming on stage. <laughs> coming on stage as a stripper with her stage name Corvette. And her mm-hmm. outfit is something you'd see on Fergie, like during the Duchess tour. Like sure. that's probably the hottest <laughs> anybody could look in two thousand seven. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bedazzled going on. Yeah. A lot of bedazzled. Those hats for some reason were like really <laughs> popular for a year. Yeah. Um, it just brought me back. It was like seeing a time capsule. Mm-hmm. Um Well it's fun because this show takes place in that time period, but you don't we don't really get to see any of that stuff very often. Mm-hmm. Just with the how you know, with how uh, how they're all trapped on an island mostly. Yeah, especially with Shannon gone now. Like yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so that was that was interesting. Uh, also, there are no strip clubs in St. Paul. Um, like oh, it's the most really? unbelievable thing. Yes, and there may have been like one or two strip clubs in St. Paul open when this aired but they definitely weren't nice i googled it because i was like where where would there even be a strip club in saint paul and the only record of a strip club that i could find was in a strip mall that closed in 2022 because too many people were getting shot and killed in the parking lot so oh no uh i can't believe it I wait. So is Expose set in Saint Paul? Yes. Oh my gosh, I I did not catch that at all, and that makes it much funnier it's to be so honest. So funny. The, the idea that you'd be like, time to put our Charlie's Angels ripoff in Saint Paul. In Saint Paul. Uh, very I... funny. That's great. Oof. Um. So you know how there's a lot of international intrigue going on uh, in Saint Paul. Oh, so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. It's just so funny that it would take there. Just for anybody who maybe isn't aware, I'm from Minneapolis. So, mm-hmm. um, like, you never cross the river to go to St. Paul unless you want to see a hockey game or a soccer game. Okay. Um, if you want to have a nice dinner at an old timey steakhouse that's been open for 100 years. Uh, mm. but that's like the, those are the only reasons that you cross the river to what go if, to St. Paul. What if you want to shoot someone in the parking lot of a strip club? Is well, that all the people from St. Paul do that. Like they're, they're... Oh yeah. Okay. Um, no, but that, that's valid. That's another thing that you can do in St. Paul. Um, <laughs> but. Or you could up until 2022. Yes, that's true. But everything shuts down at 10 p.m. in St. Paul. Mm. So, like, the strip club that we're seeing now, that all has to be <laughs> happening at, like, 7 or 8 p.m., which makes it Honestly, even Honestly, that funnier. tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. that, is, that, that is better. <laughs> um, so, yeah. A lot of a lot of thoughts hearing, hearing that this is set in St. Paul. But uh, back to the show. Um, mm-hmm. As she's dancing, she notices a man in a suit walk toward the back with a briefcase. She goes into the back office and we get the kind of like cheesy Miami Vice music uh, with the horns. And she makes a comment about the money and the briefcase being real orphanage. 
and then Billy D. Williams is there, and he shoots her. Like, yeah. I get that this is a TV show, but what, what on earth is this TV show like? Like, I want to see it from production, like yeah. their point of view. I mean, I get yeah. Like I said, I guess it's just supposed to be like a Charlie's Angels type thing. Was um, Charlie's Angels that bad? I mean, yeah, I think it must have been oh. worse, probably. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, they had to go over the top, I guess, to really show you that this is a TV show, but the rest of the show that you're watching is real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Billy D. Williams, that's the closest we are going to get, I think, really, to like a celebrity guest star on yeah. Lost, right? Like, they, they really, I mean, they don't use big actors anyways not that he's a big actor um but like he's a bigger name i suppose mm-hmm. as compared to like robert patrick or something like that um i i uh did you watch that last star wars movie that he was in i don't remember i'm so sorry. i yeah. don't i don't remember anything about any of the new star wars anything that's come out since the mandalorian yeah. Since I made COVID it about times. four minutes in into the uh, episode nine, and then they were doing the thing where they like repurpose some of uh, Carrie Fisher's footage, um, and it was so it felt like so soulless mm-hmm. that I just had to turn it off, and so I've not finished that movie. So I know he's in that, but I will just say Billy D. Williams. I was watching a show called White Collar. Um, which I don't know if you've ever seen. It's it's uh, in it's in the same vein as Suits, where it's like just junky TV. I was gonna say like white collar suits. Like there's a theme here. Is there mm-hmm. a TV show like Blazers, Offlink? Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Slacks. Um, the uh, uh, but he's in that, and he's supposed to play like a like an an old like con man or whatever, which would have been right up his alley 30 years ago but he felt like he was like falling asleep on the screen the whole time (laughs) i was just like oh boy uh this guy i don't know uh but uh that's how it goes i guess you know that's showbiz people get older yeah Mm -hmm. that's showbiz baby so yeah billy d williams is there and he and he shoots nikki uh and corvette uh she says razzle dazzle and then kicks a gun yeah. out of a crony's hand before she is shot. Uh, but then two other strippers burst in and Billy D. Williams tells them that she was working for Cobra right as it cuts. Um, Billy D. helps her up and Nikki thanks them. Uh, it was a series wrap for Nikki who I guess wanted to leave the show and we'll find out why later. But the mm-hmm. director tells her that she could always come back next season if she wanted. Um, but she says that's just what happens when you're a guest star. Um, the director tells her that he guesses she'll be making her way from Sydney back to L.A. And Nikki tells him well, that hold she... Hold on. What? You're skipping something. What? What am I skipping? You're skipping something. The the uh, the joke that he makes. Oh. Which is where she says he says, oh, well, we could just say you had a bulletproof vest on him. And she opens up her coat to show her stripper outfit and then he says oh bulletproof breasts and then uh and then it keeps going which um just insane i this is supposed to be the real world now so like they don't have to keep doing that yeah. kind of stuff <laughs> like, they true. can they can make the dialogue a little bit better 
since it's not supposed to be the corny TV show anymore. I bet you anything, like, the whole backstory for all of those scenes and that whole mm-hmm. shot was just the writers trying to work something around that joke. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that would make more sense to me, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I immediately blacked that out. Thank you for calling that one out. Wow. Of course, no problem. <laughs> uh, so the director and Nikki are talking about how she, she's in love with him. She loves mm-hmm. him. She loves him. They kiss. Mm-hmm. This man is so yeah. old, like beyond old mm-hmm. enough to be your father. We are in grandpa territory Yeah. here. Yeah, this is a, all the best podcasts have granddaddy issues yes uh for this one mm-hmm. i mean it feels like you kind of already know where it's going yeah <laughs> just for based sure. on that mm-hmm. but back on the island hurley and sawyer are playing ping pong together uh sawyer is still losing uh they see nikki stumble out of the jungle and she tries to speak but they don't understand her and uh she dies right in front of hurley all of a sudden she uh just uh, goes glassy-eyed um and then <laughs> i will say I the <laughs> I think maybe the whole premise of this episode is actually um justified just on the basis of Hurley looking at Sawyer and being super serious and saying, Dude, Nikki's dead and uh Sawyer saying, Who the hell's Nikki? Yeah. And then it just goes to the the title card. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty funny. That that's was very funny. Uh then we get our next flashback. Uh and it says that this was 84 days ago. We don't do this with all of the flashbacks. And that's a little continuity error, error that kind of bugs me. Yeah. They if you're gonna they, do it with there's like a couple that they don't do it. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, it makes you feel like you're supposed to be viewing the present. It's right. very weird. Yeah. I That was a little gripe that I had. But anyway, mm-hmm. for 84 days ago now, um, Nikki and the director, Howie, are eating breakfast together. And she compliments the food. He brings mm-hmm. out the chef to accept the compliment, and who is it but Paolo? And they have a cute little back and forth. Um, Howie tells her that pa- Paolo is like the Wolfgang Puck of Brazil. Um, yeah. Howie then offers her a homemade roll, and underneath it is a beautiful bracelet. And then he says that he realizes it's not a ring, but he's still married, so they can't get married, and he kind of trails off, and then he dies. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like they just put that in there. The writers did so we wouldn't feel bad for him or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I guess. I mean, I, I, the whole thing with him is funny just because I do really like the idea that the um, the director of this corny show that's shooting in Sydney, Australia is like... Uh, a millionaire like he's like this super wealthy guy who's like uh given you know diamond bracelets to his mistresses and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff i do think that that's funny yeah it is um i we find out later that he's critically acclaimed for bad tv so i guess you know oh fair enough you know um so he he dies and nikki calls paula over and she opens up his robe or, or blazer or whatever that is and takes mm-hmm. a key from Come around on. his neck um wouldn't you know it they're working together and they just killed the guy so they're mm-hmm. in cahoots um i feel like yeah so 
they go to the safe in his closet and Nikki opens it up. Uh, Paolo is, you know, either on his first con or I think what's probably a little more likely is that he's very stupid because he tries to light up a cigarette in the closet and Nikki takes it out of his hand and tells him to knock it off. Um, but she is yeah. the safe. I think it's, I think it's fair to say that she probably roped him into it, right? Sure. Uh, that seems, I mean, she's definitely more in, invested in all of it by the end of the episode than he is. That's true. She's, she's at a Sawyer level. She is like Sawyer yes. with no heart. Yeah. Um, they get the safe open and there are Russian dolls that she mm-hmm. collapses, and when she gets to the last one, she says, "Razzle freaking dra-. She says, "Razzle freaking dazzle," mm-hmm. um, but we can't see what was in the Russian doll just yet. But it's yeah. diamonds, eight million dollars worth of diamonds. Yeah, like you, like you just, you know, you tend to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, there's eight million dollars worth of diamonds. This guy was dealing cocaine or something, right? Like, there's just no reason for a TV director to have that. He there's, was like an there's... arms dealer or something. Like yes, he was exactly. up to something really shady. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um But it was all to fund w- his art, Nolan. His shitty I, yeah. TV and you know art. What? And the uh the St. Paul strip club business will never be the same. <laughs> it really so maybe won't. it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um the uh I will say this, I feel like the first flashback is basically just there for fan service right because this should have been the first flashback yeah there's no reason that we needed to see the tv show like we really didn't need that i i the although i will say the the expose script has like popped up in the past on the island it's like been um in the background and that kind of thing so maybe they just wanted to pay that off finally Mm. um i don't know but yeah the uh this is kind of where it actually gets the ball rolling on the plot um uh son and charlie join to try and find out uh how nikki died uh they notice that she has dirt under her fingernails which like one her nails were absolutely disgusting it filled me with dread just looking at them when he held them up to the light mm-hmm. but two don't they all have dirt underneath their fingernails like are are we really supposed to believe that they're all so clean that that is something that would be like noteworthy to be like, oh my god, like they're living, they, they don't have running water. <laughs> like yeah. they could go to the ocean if they want to wash their hands. Right. Um, I, uh, I, but, you know, whatever. Um, Hurley realizes as they try to figure out what she was saying as she died that she said, Paolo lies. Uh, so they go off to find Paolo. And we get our next flashback. And mm-hmm. this is 80 days in the past. Uh, Paolo is reading Howie's obituary to Nikki. It says that he died of heart failure, and so they're happy that they got away with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nikki and Paolo kiss, and Nikki asks him if he's chewing gum, and he opens up his carry-on, and we see the little Russian doll head peeking through, um, along with some Nicorette gum that he bought to quit smoking. Um they are at the airport. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. That's a hard yeah. habit to kick. So good for you, mm-hmm. Paolo. Yeah. 
um, they are at the airport and there's arguing behind them. It turns out to be Shannon and Boone. So I, I actually really love Shannon and Boone showing up in the episode. I didn't realize how much I miss them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's great. I mean, uh, I think that we had kind of talked about how there might have been some bad blood or something with Maggie Grace uh, mm-hmm. when she left, but f- for whatever reason... She was willing to come back, and same with Ian Summerhalder, and it's great to see them both. Um, this is like the fourth different hairstyle we've gotten for Boone, because of yeah. course I'm sure he had a completely different haircut, and they just tossed a wig on him. But it, I want to say that this wig looked particularly bad in this scene, which it's he's only really on screen for like a second. But I didn't even notice his hair because I was too fixated on Shannon's. Yeah. So. Um, do you think her was hers a wig as well? Well, she, I don't know if it was a wig or... I think it couldn't have been a wig because it would have been comically terrible had it been a wig. Sure, yes. But yeah, we would have definitely noticed that. We would have noticed that. But it was like platinum blonde and she gave up the zigzag part that she had mm. in season one. Um, yeah. And she was kind of like a little more... Period accurate. What was that? She's, I said it needs to be period accurate. Yeah. You've got to have that part. Exactly. Like, I was really looking for that, and I didn't see it. That's fine. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So just fun to see them. Um, mm-hmm. They, they. I feel like they got back into character really easily. Like, they just really <laughs> yeah. went into that argument. I believed it. Um, yeah, sure. So Shannon is loudly complaining about not being able to get first class, and Nikki makes Paolo promise that they'll never end up like that and they kiss again. Um, Which presumably lots of people viewing Shannon and Boone have that thought. Oh, yeah. Which is, promise me, honey, that we'll never end up like that. Let's never be them. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Uh, Then it goes to the next scene, which is the aftermath of the crash uh, with Mm -hmm. Shannon screaming. And I think they sliced up the footage pretty well with Nikki and Paolo. I... I, I think it's really impressive, actually, yeah. that they did it. Um, all of the stuff that they're digitally edited into looks pretty great. And then they did a really good job uh, with whatever new shots that they had to do, matching it to like the, the lighting and the tone of the original shots. Like, I, I think if you were watching all of that for your first time, you wouldn't really be able to pick out the parts that were not, uh, that were not there the first time. Yeah, it'd be tough. Um, yeah. You'd kind of need to see it, like, side by side. Um, mm-hmm. Nikki is on a mission to find Paolo, but she finds Arce, Arts instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get our boy back, Nolan's favorite Let's character. Let's go, baby. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Rocky theme was playing in my head <laughs> as as she finds him. The bum, bum, ba da da ba 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 Yeah, look, you, you love to see it. You love to see it. Arts is back. Arts forever. We um, are a pro arts podcast. I just want to remind we, everybody of that yeah. for this episode. We are arts. We, yes. Um, <laughs> Boone asked Nikki if they if she has a pen. Did that mm-hmm. was that something that actually happened in that episode? Was she? Did they like? No, I mean she no. wasn't in the episode at that point. Okay, but they obviously him running around looking for pens happened. It I. I thought that maybe 
that was a shot from the first episode. It's just that they edited her in. Um, but if That's not, if too. if not, because because then if not, they got his hair actually right for that scene mm-hmm. when, they, when they did that. So that's what threw me off. But maybe they did. I don't know. Well, it was well done. It it had me yeah. second guessing. You know what was mm-hmm. you know from the that first season and what was new. Um, yeah. She sees Paolo staring at the sky, uh, obviously in shock, and runs over to him. He's covered in blood. And the first thing mm-hmm. she asks him is, where is the bag? Yeah. Pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, back on the island, they find Paolo in the woods. Uh, he's also dead. Uh, his pants are undone, and uh, his shoe is in the tree. Jin immediately goes to take a drink of his water, which is insane. Uh, because yeah, they on. can't figure out what killed them. And I would say, yeah, for sure... Uh, Sawyer pours it out as if it could be poisoned, um, and, uh, Hurley accuses him, him of, uh, contaminating the crime scene, uh, which is a little bit silly, uh, although it does seem weird that Sawyer would need to pour it out instead of just saying, don't drink that, like, it does feel like maybe they could try and figure out if it was poisoned, um, in some way, but, uh yeah it's not like they're like he says what are we gonna take it to the crime lab like they don't have anything to figure it out so right. i don't know what the big deal is uh but Jin thinks that it was the monster that did it which i feel like all the monster kills we've seen the person has been like badly like ravaged and is bloody and cut and um also they would have heard it but i'm mm-hmm. i guess what else are you gonna go off not a bad guess yeah but, I'd be blaming that monster for all kinds of stuff on that island. Oh, yeah, same here. Uh, if it was me, people would be like, oh, my God, who ate the last papaya? Mm-hmm. I'd say, guys, I don't, you know, maybe. Maybe it's that monster. It's Let's think about monster. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the next flashback, now we're 75 days in the past, and... Mm-hmm. Nikki and Paolo are going through the luggage and arguing about the monster and the trees moving. Um, Nikki's kind of, she's a skeptic. Paolo's a little more susceptible. And he even brings up, like, could it have been a dinosaur? I feel like that was kind of a, a fan theory or something. That, you yeah, know. oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that's what most people thought mm-hmm. after the first episode. Especially because yeah. you kind of have that idea of, like, you know, like the the King Kong Island or whatever like that, or even Jurassic Park, really mm-hmm. like just the Island that's been untouched and has dinosaurs on it is like a, a science fiction trope. So I think people were ready to go there right away. For sure. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like the little uh, jabs that I feel like the writers put in. Sure. This episode, I feel like that was maybe one of them, but um, Nikki... well, I like I like that they are going through the kind of like the dramas of the beginning again because it's easy to forget. Like seeing the plane crash again was great. We haven't really seen it in a while. Uh, and then like going up here when they go through like the boon thing with the water again. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's cool to watch that again from a different perspective. It is. Yeah, I really like that. And I feel like the show you've mentioned this in the past pretty recently, but I feel like the show is kind of diverted from some of those basic survival things that they all have to still be experiencing in some way Mm -hmm. um so it is it is nice to 
have it kind of go back to the basics of season one. Um, Nikki is optimistic that the Coast Guard will come soon, uh, but they need to find the luggage before they can think about going into a rescue boat. So in her mind, the clock is kind of ticking. Mm -hmm. uh, as they're searching, Ethan approaches them looking scary as ever, scary as hell in his Wisconsin yeah. shirt and his bowl cut. He's... I know, that's great. Yes, he does look like he is a bubble boy whose bubble got popped in the crash. Um, yes. The, uh, I love this because, I mean, his acting is great. Uh, he's very creepy. It does make you wonder how he fooled anyone for any length of time. Oh my like my God. immediate like thought after interacting with him. Yeah, yes, yes exactly. My immediate thought after interacting with him would be like, hmm, we should take a look at that guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, looking scary as hell. Uh, he mm -hmm. asked them if they lost their luggage too. Like, obviously, Ethan, yeah. young question. Um, yeah, he everyone lost all their luggage. <laughs> Nobody still has it. This isn't the icebreaker you think it is. Um, yes. <laughs> he offers oh, them. Oh, hey, wait, were you in a plane crash? Yeah. Crazy yeah, plane crash, huh? <laughs> um, he offers them some clothes that he found or offers for them to see if they're an okay size. Um, Nikki lays on the charm. She tells them that they're looking for Paolo's Nicorette gum, gum, and Ethan tells them to look inland because the plane split and rained the items down over the island. Um, so that was kind of an aha moment for both of them. Uh, then Ars runs through, and he starts talking about how Boone took the water, and we see this argument again from their perspective, um, which is mm -hmm. interesting. It's cool to kind of be reminded of all of those things that were happening that first season. Um, Jack appears and gives his little speech about figuring things out and how he found fresh water. And I feel like this is a good reminder also of uh, Jack being a leader again. I haven't felt that for most of, you know, the I, last... I mean, he's been gone the he's entire gone. season. And he's then... Been basically not with any of the survivors right except for in like short scenes where then one of them goes away and he goes kind of like we see psycho mode of of jack more this season <laughs> it's pretty off-putting so this kind of like brings it back a little bit i feel like it gives yeah. jack a little more humanity that he's sort of lost yeah. this season which is kind of nice to be reminded of that um like magic mm -hmm. that he brought to the group um so, and it's interesting because he brings up also that they can't do the every man for himself, which is exactly what his mindset seems to be now. Yeah, so that's he was, a good reminder. He was ready too. to get off that island on his own. On his own, yeah. So interesting. I I really liked kind of seeing Jack in this light again. Back on the island, Hurley thinks that Echo, uh, when he died, was saying "You're next" uh, to Nikki and Paolo. Uh, Sawyer says, no, he meant it, like, generally, just like you're all next, um, which seems correct. Uh, uh, he, Sawyer also calls Nikki and Paolo jabronis and says that they need to investigate them to figure out what happened. Um, 
I, uh, not super noticeable, I just, I do like Sawyer saying jabroni. That's such a good little jab. I like jabroni. Yeah, oh yeah. It just doesn't feel like something Sawyer would ever say. Mm-mm. But maybe he, since he can't use nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get our next flashback. This is 57 days ago, so it's been about a month. Um mm-hmm since the last one but nikki walks up to ours in a tiny bikini top and asks what he's up to um obviously trying to get something out of this conversation um he's collecting bugs because he wants to be the next charles darwin and he says that he's discovered 20 new species and they're all and some of them are very dangerous i think this is so funny because like what are the odds that those are actually 20 new species? Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> he discovered zero new species. He found 20 I, Yeah, bugs. the idea Arts knows every bug. Although, you know what? Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe that's Arts' superpower. Maybe that's his thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but she picks up a spider, the Medusa spider, and he starts talking about uh, how the pheromones from the spider um will bring out all of the male spiders and then he compares it to nikki is very gross and weird um really she... <laughs> i thought that was pretty insightful yeah and like a sexy pickup line for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what every woman wants to hear mm-hmm. um yeah anytime you start talking about pheromones you know you're you're at the right place. <laughs> yep. You're <laughs> onto something good there. Um, mm-hmm. She asked him for help uh, figuring out the trajectories because they need to find their carry-on bag. Um, he offers to drop a map, and Nikki and Paolo go into the jungle based on that. Um, mm-hmm. Nikki, Nikki makes a joke about arts, spiders, you know, uh turning on him so turning her on so then she slept with him or something like that and paolo gets mad and shoots back that that's exactly what she did with howie um yeah so gets a little jealous there uh and as they're arguing they stop and notice the plane from uh, nigeria and the trees and nikki tells them to go and climb it to see if there's a radio inside and paolo paolo asks her if she wants him to die and she doesn't respond but yeah i do like that where he's just like no it's going to fall (laughs) yeah you can immediately (laughs) ascertain that yeah i think it's so funny that they find all of this stuff within like the first couple weeks of being on the island yeah yeah that there's someone who just has been discovering all these mysteries and just has been not telling anyone mm -hmm. because they didn't find their diamonds Mm -hmm. um they keep walking, and then Nikki also notices the hatch. So they uncover it together and open it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paolo wants to explore it, and Nikki tells them that that's a stupid plan, and that they need to find their carry-on luggage and not go exploring into it. Yeah. Which, I will say this. So like you said, this is about a month after the crash, uh, or thereabouts. So like this is the point where they shouldn't be looking for these diamonds anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, this is where you know that you're not getting rescued, so why do you care at all? Right. Um, which is it will only become more of an issue with basically every flashback we get now. Mm-hmm. 
Back on the island, they are searching Nikki and Paolo's tent. Uh, they find Art's bugs there, um, which so I guess Nikki kept them and has been feeding them. Weird. He's been dead like two months at that point because yeah. this is present day. So, uh, I mean, maybe these bugs don't need to eat for two months. I don't know. Um, Even so, uh, why would you want that in your tech in your tent? Gross. Yes, that is a great question. Art well, didn't I mean, even clearly... have it in their, his tent. Yeah, yeah, he kept it somewhere else. Look, Art's, he wasn't the most careful guy when it came to, I don't know, dynamite. Yes. But when it came to bugs, he knew what to do. He you, knew you, his stuff. You, you get a lab for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie finds the script for Expose, and Hurley, like, starts... I guess Hurley's a huge fan of this show, which seems just insane. Um, but he talks about how it's uh, Baywatch, basically. I, I don't know. Um, very silly. <laughs> uh Sawyer finds a walkie-talkie, and he recognizes it as one that was just like the other ones that the others had. Um, and so he thinks that uh, Nikki and Paolo might have been working with the others. Uh, this, I mean, we'll find out later, um, you know, where we see this, but or where he gets this from. But, like, this is just purely a red herring, and it starts and ends in this episode. Mm-hmm. So... I guess the writers don't think that we understand what's going to happen at this point. Like, it seems to me really obvious, like, once they introduce the bugs, what's what's going on with Nikki and Paolo, right? Like, yeah. doesn't that... I'm, I'm Maybe I'm just thinking because I've seen it so many times and I already knew how it was going to end. Like, so maybe it's just a hindsight thing, but it feels pretty obvious. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. Victims of their... Well, no, never mind. Mm-hmm. edit that out <laughs> yeah um so we get our next flashback and shannon arts and kate are arguing about the case of guns um mm-hmm. kate tries to explain that the case is locked and it's under control but that annoys shannon and arts even more mm-hmm. um nikki and paolo stay with Kate as the other two walk off and ask where they found the case. Um, they go to... I do, yeah. do want to say Maggie Grace's delivery because this is, I think, the last time she's in the episode. Her delivery of being like, oh, great, well, if you and your two boyfriends think it's okay, then that's just great. I do think that that's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, it makes you miss Shannon. It, Yeah, I do. I miss Shannon. They, Nikki and Paolo go to the little pond waterfall area where Kate and Sawyer took a swim in jeans Mm -hmm. and Nikki and Paolo are arguing about who should go into the water and dive in to find the carry-on and see if it's there and Mm -hmm. Nikki tells Paolo that it's his turn since she had to sleep with Howie um which fair just fair Yeah. yeah yeah I think that that's I think that's fair I will say this is probably the clearest evidence that this entire episode is a dream sequence. Yeah. Um, the fact that Paolo jumps in the water, uh, but he is not wearing jeans. He's wearing, like, capris. Yeah. Um, he should have been in jeans. It's insane that he wasn't, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the time they're going to start doing that? Okay. It's too late now. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. You've committed yeah, yeah, to no. the jeans. Swimming Also, jeans. you could... You can digitally edit them into the first episode, but you can't digitally edit some Levi's on him yeah. as he's diving into water. Come on. Yeah. Get real. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he dives in and as he's swimming around he passes dead bodies that are decaying and he does find the carry-on almost mm-hmm. immediately um yeah and he tries to kind of lift it out it's wedged between two rocks but it's stuck but when he goes up to the surface for air um he tells nikki that he didn't see anything down there so mm-hmm. he's he's getting stealthy yeah and then she immediately is just like Ugh, okay and then just walks away Leaving him to, I guess in her mind, enjoy a swim in the corpse soup yeah. that this little grotto has become. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, I think once Paolo uh, dives in there, he's basically guaranteed to die right at this point. Like, he's whatever diseases he's yeah. accidentally ingested from the water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hurley... Well, so, so Sawyer brings up his idea that they're working with the others in some way, the same way that Michael was. And Hurley questions it. Um, Sun says, you know, Hurley says, well, they were all the way on the other side of the island. And Sun brings up, well, no, they tried to kidnap me, remember? And so they must be at least a little bit on this side. Uh, and <laughs> Charlie and Sawyer kind of give each other a look. And then uh, Sawyer says he has a gun that he got off one of them. Uh, and he goes to do a perimeter sweep, which Hurley rightfully says, what is a perimeter sweep? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, um, it feels like the, like an always sunny in Philadelphia, like when Mac is talking about how he's going to do an ocular pat down or whatever, yeah. <laughs> where you just say, I'm going to go do a perimeter sweep real quick. Uh, in the next flashback, um, Paolo takes the gum from the carry-on, which at this point it's been a month. Like, yeah. do you need the gum if you've been cold? Yeah, also, that is a great smoking? point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like everyone's kind of, like, got to be over cigarettes after, like, the first month or so there, probably. For sure, yeah. Um, But he takes the gum from the carry-on and then digs a hole, starts digging a hole in the sand, like, 20 feet away from camp. Mm-hmm. And... Locke comes up to him and asks what he is doing, and Paula says that he's not doing anything. And mm-hmm. Locke tells him that he's entitled to his secrets, but things don't stay buried for long on this island, which is such a good, like, mysterious thing to say. But then he goes mm-hmm. on to explain that, like, well, you're burying it on the beach, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come up. <laughs> I mean, he's right. He is right. Uh, think about it for a second yeah. here, Paolo. <laughs> um... Paolo further explores the island and looks for a different place to hide the carry-on. Um, and he goes to, is it the Pearl Station? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pearl Station. Right. He goes to the Pearl Station and goes down the hatch and then hides the Russian nesting dolls in a toilet. Um, yeah. It's crazy to me that they're like, like, it just goes to show how obsessed they are with these diamonds because if i were paolo and i like found this station just yeah. trying to hide something i would be losing it i would like have yeah. to tell somebody i would not care about the diamonds anymore so yeah just... they're completely uninterested on anything else on this island except yeah. for these diamonds these useless diamonds um and i think we should say at this point like if paolo really doesn't care about them toss them into the ocean 
Yeah. Like, do you think that if you get rescued, do you think you're not getting $8 million from Oceanic Airlines? Right. Like, come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't need these things. Right. You're going to be set for life. Yeah. If you get rescued. So, um, he puts them in the toilet, and as he's hiding them, he hears Ben and Julia approaching, so he hides in the bathroom, and Ben turns on... Uh, one of the TVs to the hatch and it shows Jack. Um, so now Juliet, this is kind of the first time seeing Jack for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juliet tells Ben that she doesn't think that Jack will ever agree to the surgery, but Ben is convinced that he can make him by finding out what he is emotionally invested in and then exploiting it. And then Juliet challenges him and says, okay, so we're going to grab all three of them. And Ben says, no, we're going to get them to come to us through Michael. So they leave and then Paulo comes out of hiding and he grabs and pockets the walkie talkie. So I get that we're supposed to believe that Ben is like this mastermind manipulator um, through this, but... I just think that's kind of crazy. That's a crazy plan. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think, like, so this must be before he... This must be before Ben got captured. So how do they even know about Michael? I mean, you know, whatever. It just wants to show you... They just want to show you. I mean, it is, again, fun to see, you know, like, Ben and Juliet running around in their, like, their rags or whatever that they're supposed to be pretending to be. Like, that aspect is fun, but I, it, it, at this point, it's very silly that Paolo wouldn't say something to, like, Jack. Be right. like, hey, Michael's trying to trick you. <laughs> right. Know. The next scene, Hurley goes to ask Desmond if he can psychically figure out what happened, but Desmond says, no, that's that's not how my powers work. Um, and uh, But he says that he did see Nikki arguing with Sawyer that morning. Um, uh, they uh, Back where they are digging graves for Nikki and Paolo... Uh, Vincent pulls the sheet off the bodies as like a fun little hint, I guess, as to what's coming, if you hadn't guessed. Um, Sun says, well, like, okay, so Sawyer was arguing with her, but, you know, it's probably was still the others. And so finally Charlie comes clean and, uh, and tells her that it was him doing what Sawyer wanted, but Sun just walks away. I... Would have taken it out on Charlie, too, I think, if I were saying. Yeah, a little bit. He's the one that actually, like, knocked her out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, we get our next flashback, and uh, it's a scene that we've seen before. So Locke is inviting people to go to the Pearl Station. Um, they go down to... I will say, this one, it says nine days ago on it. It's insane to think that that was nine days ago that Locke was doing that, and then... At this, since then he's blown up a submarine. Blown up a submarine. Yeah. Discovered Mikado. Played computer chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, played computer chess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The timeline in Lost is just crazy. They have jam-packed it's, days. It's always funny to think about. Yeah, like the whole time that I mean, this at this point the show has been going on for three or maybe even four years when you factor in the breaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's apparently been about 90 days still. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Not even three months. Um, yeah. <laughs> Locke uh, 
brings people to the Pearl Station. And when they go down to check everything out, we see things from Paolo's perspective. So um, he takes the Russian dolls out of the toilet um, and opens them up. Uh, he can't open up the last one, so he ends up smashing it and kind of putting all the pieces back in the toilet after sticking the little bag of diamonds into his pants. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, why bother putting them, like, why do this? Like, why? So, if somebody opens it up, now they're just going to see the Russian dolls, and then Nikki's going to immediately put it together? Right. Like, I mean, the ocean's still, uh, right there. The ocean yeah, is yeah. right there. Or they could bury it literally anywhere. Literally yeah. any other place, and nobody would ever find it. Um, Sawyer comes back from his perimeter sweep, and, uh... Uh, they, they confront him, but he denies killing Nikki and Paolo, saying that, um, she wanted a gun, and that's why, uh, uh, that's why they were arguing, but he wouldn't give her one. Um, he just wanted to see what she was burying because of whatever, you know, the dirt that they found underneath her fingernails. So, um, he, uh, he shows that they, the bag of diamonds, and he gives it to Sun. In our next flashback, this is now 12 hours in the past. Yeah. And Nikki is sitting on the beach and watching the waves. Paolo walks up to her and she says that uh, Thanksgiving was two weeks ago and they missed it. Uh, and she's really bummed out about it. Um, Paolo is now the optimistic one and says that they're going to be okay. And Nikki asks where all that optimism came from. Uh, Paolo tells her that it's just how you look at things, like the bag, for example, that's gone, that neither of us know where it is. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not finding it was good for them because it may have torn them apart. And Paolo tells her to wait there while he gets breakfast. And as he's walking away, Nikki finds a wrapper of his Nicaragua gum that he dropped. So Yeah, which... I will Ooh. say, I think that... What's that? Oh, I just said, whew, cry for help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that even, like, no matter what, when he said, well, maybe it was a good thing we didn't find that bag. She was already thinking of ways to kill him at that point. Yeah. She has no patience for people not valuing the bag enough. Mm-hmm. She goes yeah. to Sawyer and demands a gun, and now we get to see their argument. And Sawyer, mm -hmm. Sawyer tells her that nothing good will come out of her having a gun, which good reasoning from Sawyer, you know. Yeah, have he's to not give wrong. Him kudos for that. So he tells her to stick her head in the ocean and cool off. And Nikki says thanks for nothing and walks away. Uh, Son confronts Sawyer about uh, him being the one to get her kidnapped. Um, and he... Uh, uh, she says that she's not going to tell Jen because then they'd have to be digging another grave, which is a great line. Um, mm -hmm. um, do I think... Yeah, Jen would... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Jen would kill Sawyer for that. Maybe Charlie, uh, honestly. Because Charlie's yeah, the one sure. that actually did it, and he doesn't have any camaraderie with Charlie. Right? Yeah, like, they're and... not buddies. Like, him and Sawyer are kind of buddies. No. Yeah, I, I they I would say, and maybe she should honestly get Charlie killed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just a thought. But 
um, she uh, she gives Sawyer the diamonds back, and he um, he's comments on how easy he got he got off when she slaps him across the face, and it's a good good slap too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hurley gives a rambling eulogy, which is the type of thing where you have to talk about somebody you don't know very well, and so he just kind of goes like, "Yeah, you guys were nice to me, and uh, expose was good, and all that." Um, still more of a uh, uh, remembrance than Echo got when he died, but I guess, you know, what mm. else? Uh, that's just how it goes. Uh, Sawyer, in order to prove that he didn't care about the diamonds, uh, and rightfully so, he tosses them into the grave. Um, uh, this is great because, one, he's correct, so the diamonds are useless, uh, and he's also correct that he didn't have anything to do with it, but also, you could easily just go get these diamonds back if he needed to. Like, yeah, it would be gross, but what if the helicopter shows up? You could be like, "Hey, can you guys give me like ten minutes? I got to go bury or unbury something up on the mm-hmm. beach." Those are pretty shallow graves. Yeah, I'd yes. say. <laughs> uh, in the next flashback, now it's eight hours in the past, and mm-hmm. Nikki leads Paolo to the middle of the jungle and tells him that she found the di- diamonds and confronts him and he kind of plays stupid but she demands that he give them to her and um you know she figured it all out so she throws one of the medusa spiders on him and it bites him in the neck um and she kind of explains to him that it will paralyze him and slow down his heart rate to the point of the doctor not being able to hear it. So she begins to search him. She takes off his shoe and that's why it's thrown in the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, then she undoes his pants and finds the diamonds in his underwear. And he says that he's sorry and that he was afraid of losing her. Um, she, If she found the diamonds... Uh, he wouldn't need her anymore. Um, which is sweet, but like kind of not true. Like, yeah. If he well, yeah, didn't like, care about the diamonds and just get rid of them, then don't. Yes. Yeah. He, if he had just tossed them in the ocean, they would literally, this would not have happened. Right. So, yeah. Uh, there's kind of this like, for some reason, they have like a rattling noise. I was like, oh my. There's going to be a snake. I forgot about the well, I thought it was the monster sound at first. Oh. Uh, and, but I don't think it was. That's what was... I like turned it up and replayed it. Because you're right, it is an odd noise. I guess that's the spiders are a coming noise. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting to get like a little monster noise. Like the island lore was sure. punishing them a little bit. That would have been cool. Um, yeah. But the male spiders come out. They're attracted to the pheromones from the the female spider and one Mm -hmm. bites her on the ankle so um then we get back to our first scene where she is she digs the hole for the diamonds and then runs to the beach and collapse which again her her pausing to do that with the diamonds if she had just run to the beach and said me and paolo are paralyzed don't bury us yeah they would have been fine too um and yeah, we get our uh, our final scene in which uh, Nikki and Paolo are buried alive. Um, they uh, at the last second, as um, 
as the last shovel of dirt is going over her face, uh, Nikki opens her eyes, and then uh, that's the end of the episode. An extremely horrifying death for these two side characters that we don't care about. Yeah. Um, um, I thought that that was a pretty, you know, interesting way to go, especially since Hugo is one of the people, like, burying them. Like, he, I would, I don't know. Yeah. No, it it's good. Seems, I mean, yeah. It, I, I, as a, I like that they are willing to do that kind of thing. It feels like the only reason that they're willing to do that, though, is because uh, these are two side characters that have no... Like, this has no bearing on the plot going forward, even. Yeah. Like, nobody else off the island knows about these diamonds. Like, there's just no chance that anyone's ever going to care, besides, I guess, the fact that they could go back and get the diamonds at some point. Mm -hmm. This episode came in at number 106 on IMDb, so very low down. Um, Out of how many? 120. I would have put it lower. Really? Yeah, I'm, I mean... I'm just kidding. I mean, it's like, oh. I I like it, but I don't like it. It's fine, yeah. but I could skip it. Yeah. If it wasn't in the show, you it wouldn't take anything away from the show. Like, right. there, it, nothing happened in this episode that, de that developed anything going forwards. Mm -hmm. Like, even if everything, you know, Nikki and Paolo had been in the season up to this point, and then they just never showed up again, I don't think we would even really question it that much. Mm -hmm. We might at, like, the season four recap be like, hey, remember these guys? But, like, that's it. So, yeah, Not overall... even them. They probably wouldn't even show up in the recap because they do no. nothing. They offer yeah. literally nothing to no. the show in the series. Yeah. I mean, this is the most characterization either of them have gotten, and it mm -hmm. didn't make either of them seem particularly interesting. Um... And yeah, uh, next week will be uh, Left Behind, which is a uh, Kate episode. Um, and make sure that you're paying attention when you type in Left Behind on Google and then watch the first thing that shows up. You do not want to accidentally watch the Kurt Cameron uh, movie series. Um, no. Have you ever seen those? No. I like Kurt it's... Cameron. Or is it bad? I mean, it's a it's it's like a Christian series where oh. the rapture happens, and so like, it's basically. Um, oh, I don't like Kirk Cameron. Let the world know that I do not like Kirk. I was going to say, I was I was about I, to be like, what do you like Kirk Cameron from? I was thinking of Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god, if there was a <laughs> Kurt Russell movie series with the same name as next episode, I would be encouraging you to go watch mm -hmm. that instead. Um, and for, you know, whenever we get to the season five episode, Big Trouble in Little China, I yeah. will be doing that. So, <laughs> I can't wait. um, no, the, uh, it was the one, it was basically the leftovers. Um, right. Oh. Like, you know, all these people, it, it was all these people who believed in God got raptured. And so now we're watching all the people on earth, how they deal with it. Um, oh, but it was bad. Oh, was it like a Christian spin on it? Like. Well, I mean, it was, was it, the, too... it was one of those things where it's like um, uh, Christians trying to determine how much spice they can put in Christian-specific media, mm. uh, and it's them on the way to that. And they've landed on stuff like uh, God's Not Dead now. Um, but uh, this was uh, 
this was the early stuff. I mean, I, it's probably interesting to watch, I guess, if nothing else, but I don't think it's good. Um, uh, but who knows? Maybe it's a masterpiece. Either way, we don't cover it on this podcast, and we never will. Um, That's the next podcast that we do. Yes, all the best raptures have daddy issues. <laughs> yes. And honestly, that works perfectly fine. I think that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening, folks. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, at AllTheBestPods. You can email us, AllTheBestPodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from and give us a rating. Uh, Emma, any idea how many stars... Uh, uh, they should be giving us on those ratings? I think five. Five stars. Okay, five stars. Mm-hmm. So that is one star for each person shot in the strip club parking lot in St. Paul. St. Paul, um, yep. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right, well, uh, until next week, get lost. Get lost. Get lost.